Welcome to Gonzaga Nation SI. I'm your host, Dan Dickow, alongside two of our journalists on our Gonzaga Nation SI site, Cole Forsman, Asher Ali. Today's a big day. It's a fun day. We are going to do our first of what we hope to be our annual mock draft. So before we hit record, there was a secret rock, paper, scissors game. Cole Forsman was the champion. He took first. So he will select first, followed by myself at two. Asher Ali will be picking three. So that will be the order continually through the 10 selections that we each will make, making up the 30 picks in the first round. So without further ado, Cole Forsman, you are on the clock. Oh, geez. Um, You know, we go back and forth on this. Um, I think for the first overall pick, I got to go with Chet Holmgren. For the Orlando Magic, uh, he just has the highest ceiling of anybody uh, in this top three range between him, Jabari Smith, and Paulo Banchero. You know, he's a great defender, uh, right off the rip, excellent shot blocker. Um, he's got handles and three-point shooting that, you know, we just don't see a lot from college uh, seven-footers. So I think he makes sense for Orlando, who really needs a star here, uh, number one, and Chet has the highest ceiling of them all. Awesome to see. It's going to be fun to the pairing of former high school teammates as well as former Gonzaga players in Orlando. Cole Forsman goes with Chet Holmgren, which brings me to the number two pick. I know Jabari Smith's been talked about. This is a number one pick by a number of analysts, but I can't get away from Bancaro ahead of Jabari Smith. I would have even considered, I would have taken Holmgren at one, just like you, Cole, but I would have put Bancaro ahead of Smith in any of my mock projections. And that's why I'm going to take Paulo Bancaro at the second pick in the NBA draft for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Next up, Asher Ali. Yeah. So with the third pick, uh, then Dan, I appreciate you taking Paulo there at two, because I think that makes the Rockets' lives a lot easier at three. Um, they get to go with Jabari Smith Jr. out of Auburn. Um, you know, the things that they're lacking right now, especially after trading Christian Wood, is uh, defense and defense and like on, on the inside in particular. Uh, Jabari brings that. He's a pretty formidable defender um, when he needs to be. And then he's also a good scorer that could work well off of Jalen Green. I know that Jane Ivy, a lot of people have him as the top guy in this draft, but this doesn't make sense taking him alongside Green in the, in the backcourt. So Jabari Smith at three is the perfect fit for the Rockets. There you have it. Number three, Jabari Smith to the Rockets. Back on the clock, Cole Forsman. I get dealt another tough hand here with the uh, the Kings who could possibly trade out of this pick. It's very well rumored. Um, for me, I think it's between I, – I think I'm going to go – I think I got to go Jaden Ivey here. I know it's a guard and it doesn't quite make sense for the Kings, but um, just for the sake of this explosive athlete, a lot of John Morant in him, um, you know, he's great off ball too. And um, I think he, you know, just star power wise uh, is the best on the board here for the Kings who again could trade out. Um, but I'm going to go Jaden Ivey here. I agree with you. I think he is the the fourth pick. And I also agree with that comment about the Kings maybe trading that because they are guard heavy all of a sudden. Um, so that brings me to the pick five, the G- Detroit Pistons. They got versatile player a season ago in the backcourt, Cade Cunningham. I'm going to go with Keegan Murray. He's another 
versatile. I can't really call him a three. Can't really call him a four, but he can do a little bit of everything. He's got good size at about six, nine or so. Uh, I think you pair those two together. You've got um, some opportunities to, to have some improvement this upcoming year. So I've got Keegan Murray at five going to Detroit from Iowa. Awesome. Uh, at number six, that is the uh, Indiana Pacers. And I'm going to take the absolute wild card of the lottery here. I'm going to take Shane Sharp with the sixth overall pick um, from Kentucky, even though he didn't really play there. Um, Sharp is just probably the, one of the greatest raw talents we've seen in the last like five years in the draft. So, and the Pacers are in a perfect spot to take them because they're no, they're definitely in rebuilding mode. They're in no rush to get back to the playoffs after trading Demonis Sabonis. So they can develop him alongside Tyrese Halliburton. And, you know, they're, you know, Halliburton, I know the guy that they want to shoot the ball more, but now with Sharp there, um, they can kind of work off each other really well. Sharp has a, a beautiful three-point shot, especially step back. So, you know, let him create for himself, let Halliburton create for him. Um, and that could be a really strong core in a couple of years. I like the pick. He's got a ton of potential. He's one of those guys that not very many people know enough about but that is a gamble at six. I like your confidence there. So back to Cole Forsman at number seven, the Portland Trailblazers. Portland Trailblazers. Um, you know, Dame, Dame needs a lot of help. Um, again, another team that could probably trade out of this pick if they want a more established veteran. I'm going to go A.J. Griffin here. Um, I'm debating between him and Dyson Daniels, but I think Griffin for me is just overall – uh, could fit well next to Dame. He's a good three-point shooter. Um, he's a smart player off the ball. He knows when to cut. Um, he can relocate very well. 20 years old. Um, I know he's not the greatest defender next to Dame, but um, overall, I think uh, his offensive skill set, he's somewhat of a playmaker himself. I think uh, he'd fit in well with Portland at this spot. A.J. Griffin to the Blazers per Cole Forsman next up is the eighth pick, the New Orleans Pelicans. That's my selection. This is a tough one. There's lots of different directions that I can go. You know, I think the biggest wild card for that franchise is Zion Williamson ever going to be healthy. And is he ever going to give you more than, you know, 50 games a year to allow them to gel and make a playoff run. But um, I'm going to go Benedict Matherin at Arizona. I have uh, had a chance to watch him in person a number of times. Um, I've seen growth in his game over the last two years. Um, to me, I think he might have the best potential, <coughs> excuse me, to be an all-star outside of those top four picks. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think outside like Matherin falling even that far is, you know, it may not be the case. He's definitely a guy who people are looking for to take early. So um, but next, I believe with the ninth pick, I have the San Antonio Spurs and I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with Usman Dang um, from the French player from New Zealand, uh, played in New Zealand this last year. Uh, I love his play style. He is such a smooth three ball for a for a big he's you know, you talk about his conventional stretch big. He is that for sure. Um, and the Spurs lacked, you know, comprehensive scoring last year. They had a lot of scoring in their backcourt, but not much in their front court. And Usman brings that. So um, looking to for looking for him to bring a lot of uh, the compliment, you know, guys like um, guys like Dejounte Murray and Lonnie Walker really well. So I think that could be a really good pairing there in San Antonio for Coach Paul. 
I like it. There's been a lot of players that have come out of the Australian league and had success in recent years. And who knows, Dang may be the next one. So good pick. Back to Cole. Yeah. Uh, Wizards on the clock here at number 10. Um, I think it's important to get Bradley Beal someone uh, in that backcourt with him. I'm going to, I'm going to go Dyson Daniels with this pick here. Um, he isn't the best shooter, but I think there's a lot of Josh Giddy in his game. Of course, it's uh, obvious comparison given both backgrounds, but Daniels is an excellent playmaker, very operates well in the pick and roll and um, smart, good, solid defender. Uh, he's great with the floater uh, coming off screen. So uh, I think if he could just sort of develop that jump shot at the pro level, um, I think he'd be a great pairing with Bradley Beal should uh, he stay in Washington. There you have it. The 10th pick, Dyson Daniels, is who Cole Forsman projects. I got the 11th pick, the New York Knicks. A player I didn't know a lot about until I started diving into some of these draft profiles. And a lot of it is because he was quiet at the start of the year as a freshman, but he really came on as of late. He's got great size for a 2-3 Malachi Branham from Ohio State. I really like his game. Um, there's been talk about him creeping up because you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. People are, were looking at him late. So I've got Malachi Branham at 11 to the Knicks. Asher Ali, you are on the clock. Yeah, so back on the clock with the 12th pick, uh, the Thunder come back up. And after having taken Paulo at the second pick, who's definitely a more score-heavy threat, um, they need to solidify, they're probably going to even solidify that front court even more. I think they're going to lock it down on defense and take somebody that Gonzaga fans are actually familiar with from this past year's tournament in Jalen Duran. Um, from Memphis. He's a great big center, um, adds size. He has block potential, pick and rolls with, you know, when you have guys like Josh Giddy and SGA, um, that could really complement each other really well. So I'm going with Jalen Duran for the Oklahoma City Thunder at pick 12. Jalen Duran is similar game style to Dwight Howard, who give you a little bit of example of how the game has changed. Years ago, Dwight Howard was the undisputed number one pick nowadays with how the game is played a guy like Duran and his physical talents and his possible impact puts him at 12. I do like the pick at 13 Cole Forsman. You got? Yeah. So number 13, I got the Hornets who also have the 15th pick. So I'm not making two picks here, but I'm trying to think of what they could do with the 15th pick as well. So with 13 here, I'm actually going to take Ochai Abaji. Um, out of Kansas, 6'4 guard next to uh, Lamelo. I think he played really well. He's a good defender. Um, he's improved his shooting um, over the course of his collegiate career. He can create his own shot, um, solid enough handle. And so I think if he could become just a more consistent shooter, I think, and finish, um, improve his finishing at the rim, uh, I think he'd be a great all-around player uh, in Charlotte. Like the pick, Obaji, he's a four-year college player, which is not the norm these days, but I love the trajectory of continuing to improve each year. And then as a senior uh, leads them to a national title. So great selection. Number 14, I'm on the clock with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lots of directions that I can go. Um, you know, you still got Johnny Davis on the board. You got Mark Williams at Duke. Um, but the direction I'm going to go is somebody that caught my eye early in the year. And then I kind of went away from, from really liking his game. And then I watched him closely in the NCAA tournament. 
uh, from Baylor, Jeremy Soshan, uh, just kind of doesn't back down from any challenge. And as a young player, when you're a one and done and you go into the NBA, you have to have that mindset that there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be struggles, but you can't back down. And I, when I watched him closely, that's what I saw as a player that just doesn't back down. Now, I think there's things he's got to improve upon if he's going to have a lengthy NBA career. Um, but I, I think that his athleticism, his size, coupled with his, his kind of competitiveness is going to give him a chance to be successful. So that's my 14th pick. Next up on the clock with the Hornets at 15, Asher Ali. Yeah, uh, first of all, 14th pick for Sochan. I think that's a perfect fit in Cleveland. They need they need that wing depth, and he adds that, especially defensively too. Um, but with 15, I'm going to add what the Hornets desperately need, and that's a center that can play defense, and I'm going to give them Mark Williams there at 15. Um, you know, they could very well trade this pick. They could try to move on to a more experienced guy who already has league minutes, but um, Williams makes a whole lot of sense here for the Hornets. Uh, you know, he can be that lob threat to pair with LaMelo really well. And then also at the rim on defense protected, which is something they did not have at all last year. One of the worst defensive rated teams. So Williams will at least add to that a little bit. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to go with at 15 is Mark Williams. Like the pick he gave Gonzaga's big problems when they played in Las Vegas. Uh, he's one of those guys that I think his best basketball is ahead of him. His wingspan, I believe, was the longest in the NBA combine this year. Uh, Cole Forsman, you're up next at 16. Yeah, the 16th pick, I have the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going to go with Tari Eason to improve their front court defense, uh, 6'8 forward out of LSU. Uh, he can guard multiple positions. I think it's well known that he's one of the best defenders in the class. He plays really fast, great in transition. He creates a lot of uh, deflections, loose balls, fast break opportunities. And yeah, I, I know he needs to improve his shooting, but I think that can definitely uh, be improved upon at the next level. And yeah, I, I like this pick uh, here for the Hawks. Well, he's definitely got upside. He's a player from, from anybody in the state of Washington that follows high school hoops, knows the name. Uh, played with Jalen McDaniels at, at Federal Way before transferring to Garfield. Uh, started his career at Cincinnati. Uh, didn't really do much as a freshman, but then as a sophomore, he burst onto the scene. His numbers kind of trailed off a little bit towards the second half of the year when teams really could scout him, but his intangibles and his athleticism, I think this is a great pick for both him and the Hawks at 16. I've got the 17th pick, the Houston Rockets. Uh don't know what they're doing sometimes with loading up of wing talent. Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. I think they need a point guard to right the ship because they didn't want to let certain guys play last year. John Wall comes to mind. Uh, there's been talk about maybe Russell Westbrook getting traded there. I, who knows? I mean, Russell Westbrook could be anywhere next year. We don't know. But uh, I'm going to go with Kennedy Chandler uh, to the Rockets. An unbelievably athletic young point guard. Um, you know, Rick Barnes, I think, does a tremendous job with point guards. He's coached some good ones, namely TJ Ford at Texas. Uh, but Kennedy Chandler was as productive of a freshman point guard for Rick Barnes as he's ever had. So that's pick 17, pick 18, the Chicago Bulls. Asher Ali, the floor is yours. Oh, man, the Bulls, they have a couple ways they can go with this pick um, here at 18. I'm... I think I, with, with this pick, I think I think that they're going to take EJ Liddell um, out of Ohio State. 
Um, Liddell just is a guy that, you know, he, they need some more wing presence. He brings that for sure. Um, and, you know, he can work off of, you know, if you even have Zach Levine coming back, you don't know, don't, don't know about Lonzo. So he could fit in there um, kind of through like one through three, even if you needed him to. Um, and Liddell is definitely a guy who's going to score the rock for them too. Um, I know they need help down low at the center position, but I think Liddell is just best player available at that point. And you take him there at, at number 18. I like it. Second Big Ten player taken, both from Ohio State, which makes you realize or think, how come Ohio State wasn't a much better team this past season? So uh, 19th, the Timberwolves. Who you got, Cole? For the Timberwolves. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny Davis is on the board, correct? He is still on the board, yes, the Big Ten player of the year. I think, And the – Taco Bell commercial, making him seem like he's the top three pick in the draft. <laughs> yes, a very interesting commercial he was in with Taco Bell. But I think this is as far down as he goes. I think the Timberwolves, um, I think there's some uncertainty surrounding D'Angelo Russell's future there. I think they could use Johnny Davis. Just overall high motor, um, a solid defender, can create his own shot in the mid-range. Uh, he likes to use that back down. Uh, move in the post against smaller guards. Uh, if he can become a better shooter, then, I mean, there's no telling what his potential could be for the Big Ten player of the year. So I think the Timberwolves got a good one here. There you have it, Johnny Davis, 19 to the Timberwolves. So I've got the 20th pick, and it's the Spurs. There's lots of guys that I think could fit well with this, but knowing the Spurs, they always try to they always come up with a hidden gem, whether it was Tony Parker or Manu Ginobili years ago, uh, late or middle of the second round, um, or DeJounte Murray when others didn't see what they saw. I'm going to go with a WCC product, Santa Clara's Jalen Williams. He has, he impressed me this year when I saw him in person. And when you read the articles and hear the reports uh, about the pre-draft workouts and then the combine, uh, I think he's going number 20 to the San Antonio Spurs. So at 21, Asher Ali, you've got the Nuggets selection. Yeah, uh, Jalen Williams I did actually have in my like my own little mock. I had Jalen Williams going uh, 20 there to the Spurs because I think Pop really likes him. But for the Nuggets at 21, I'm going to go with Notre Dame's own Blake Wesley. Um, that's my guy who I think is just – I think he's a talent for sure. He kind of has a little bit of DeJounte Murray in him, especially with his range on defense. He's just so lanky. He can really pick pockets and, and intercept um, intercept passing lanes. So I'm going to go with him there. You know, you don't know about Jamal Murray or Kevin Porter Jr.'s um, – Kevin or Michael Porter Jr.'s health, apologies, um, all the time. And, you know, you kind of need some more depth back there at that wing position, and Wesley definitely brings that. So at number 21, I have the Denver Nuggets taking him. I like it. He's uh, moved up on a few draft boards. You believe what you're seeing and reading. Uh, so Blake Wesley at 21 to the Nuggets. At 22, the Grizzlies. Cole, what is your selection? Yeah, for the Grizzlies, uh, I'm going to go with a guy who I didn't know a whole lot about before, you know, really diving into this uh, process. I'm going to go with Bryce, Bryce McGowan's uh, wing out of Nebraska, 6'5". Um, some say he's like Zach Levine, just not as hoppy, um, but he's still a skill ball handler. Um, he's got potential to be a good shooter, uh, great size, uh, just, you know, 
I think he just needs to come around his playmaking abilities, but I like him here uh, for the Grizzlies who kind of need that wing help. Well, there's been uh, a couple interesting selections so far. I think each of the three of us have had one that maybe uh, will surprise a few people, but the Bryce McGowan one, I, I like that comparison to Zach Levine, lots of potential. Uh, so I'm up next on the clock with the Sixers at 23. <clears throat> This is a difficult one for me, knowing that I've got the Sixers, because uh, I think Doc Rivers is a tremendous coach. He tries to get his guys to play the right way, but you got a leader in James Harden who doesn't play a lick of defense. And so you need somebody, whether on the perimeter, to take the challenge of the best opponent, or you need a rim protector. I, you, I could go Walker Kessler as your rim protector right now, I could also kind of go with the Marjan Bochamp uh, angle on the wing, but I'm actually going to go Dalen Terry at Arizona. I think he's got a ton of versatility. I think he was underutilized offensively, um, not through any fault of his own, not through any fault of the staff at Arizona. I think that he's just one of those guys that kind of just blends into what is needed in the roster that he's around. I look at him as a very similar to a Matisse Thibel. And if he's going to go to Philadelphia and learn from Matisse Thibel, that could be a nice kind of two, three, you know, wing backcourt for the Sixers. So I've got Dalen Terry going at 23. Uh, so great. I got picked 24 then with uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And man, the most glaring thing that the Bucks have standing out right now for them, I think, as far as needs is going to be a center. Um, you know, Brooke Lopez is only getting older. Um, you know, they don't have much depth there to begin with. You know, Giannis can try to spread, you know, try to take up as many spots on defense as he can to guard in the four, guard in the five. But you do also need somebody else there to help him out. And I think the perfect help for him, especially defensively, is Walker Kessler from Auburn. Um, you know, it was kind of going back and forth between him and another Arizona player and Christian Coloco. But, um, you know, Walker has a lot of comparisons, like a Jared Allen. And, um, you know, maybe Jared Allen with even maybe a little bit more block. Um, block accuracy so when you get that in play I, I think uh, the amount of teams that Milwaukee's gonna be able to deter in the post is going to be insane once you insert him in the lineup I like to pick Walker Kessler at 24 to the Bucks, and I agree with that because Lopez is getting older um, and Kessler didn't do much at Auburn his first or excuse me didn't do much at Carolina his first year but his sophomore year was tremendous at Auburn with the 25th pick, the Spurs, Cole Asher, or excuse me, Cole Forsman, you are on the clock. Yeah, with the Spurs here, uh, again, on the clock, I think with this many picks, you're able to take some uh, risks. I think Nikola Jovic kind of fits that. Um, you know, Spurs like to draft those European guys. And uh, for someone like Jovic, who's an excellent playmaker, can handle the uh, pick and roll game as a ball handler very well. He's still intelligent off the ball, um, sort of a versatile defender for them. And overall, just a developmental guy that um, I'm sure Pop and his staff uh, would get right, would see a lot of potential in him right off the rip. Um, not the most efficient offensive player right now, but again, that's just room uh, for growth. And I think that's a good spot for him, for the Spurs, who still have a lot of picks. Yeah, the Spurs, two first-round picks, a number in the in the second round. Charlotte has two firsts. The T-Wolves and Memphis also have two first-round picks. And the Thunder 
they have three first round picks. Sam Presti really uh, staying true to his mantra of stockpiling picks. So at 26, I'm on the clock with the Dallas Mavericks. Man, this one is a difficult one. There's lots of ways that I could go. Ty uh, Ty Washington at Kentucky's on the board, but are they going to re-sign Jalen Brunson? I believe so. So I wait, Dan. Dan, I, it's it's the Rockets. The Rockets have this pick now. It, they traded it, right? Yeah, the the Mavs traded to the Rockets. That's right. So the the latest is the Rockets own this pick now. Excuse me, because the Mavericks traded it in the Christian Wood deal. I, mm-hmm. I lost that on my notes. So. Uh, it's the Rockets at 26. So mentioned earlier when I took Kennedy Chandler, I don't think they're going to go with another point guard in Ty Ty Washington. I think you got to go for a, a four or a five. And with that, the guys that are kind of coming to mind right now, Ken, Patrick Baldwin Jr. is kind of more slotted as a small forward. Wendell Moore Jr. the same way. I think that they're going to have to go with somebody on the interior that provides toughness and versatility. And this is going to be a bit of a shock to some guys, David Roddy from Colorado state. He's one of those guys that he's not going to wow you with, with his numbers, but when he, when you watch him, he does all the little things. He's a tremendous rebounder. He's a quicker, more agile lateral defender than you would expect. Yes, he is a little bit undersized for the four, but I think his intangibles are going to allow him to uh, make an impact. And so I've got him going at 26 to the Rockets. Awesome. Uh, I love that pick. David Roddy was really fun to watch last year. Uh, even that one tournament game against Michigan, he was definitely um, definitely a big piece, and it was fun to kind of see him play out. Um, but with 27 for the Miami Heat, uh, Kirk, uh, Ty Ty Washington is still on the board, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah, that's that's easy money right there. Give me Ty Ty to the Heat. Um, Kyle Lowry, another player that's kind of aging a little bit, um, but you need you need a really good facilitator for the Heat. The Heat know this. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler can can try to check up all the boxes he wants, but at the end of the day, he can't really run the point super well. But you know, he can score really well. Um, if you if they can retain Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, that's a lot of scoring on the perimeter, but you need somebody to distribute the ball to them. And Ty Ty has a lot of experience with that in college, um, getting it to a lot of high high volume scores. So give me Ty Ty Washington, also a kid who can create his own shot. So um, in a couple of years, I think he'd be really vital for Eric Spolstra. There you have it. The 27th pick, Asher Ali and the Miami Heat go Ty Ty Washington. Now we each have one more selection in this first round we we're only going to do the first round there are still some guys that are in the green room uh that are on the board for us namely Jaden hardy g-league ignite marjan bochamp who's also got some washington ties a couple other guys that stand out to me that maybe you guys and i have uh plans to select jake larivia from wake forest a power forward who can step out and shoot a little bit christian braun of kansas Trevor Keels, Peyton Watson, Andrew Nemhart, Wendell Moore Jr. from Duke, a couple that come to mind. So we each have one more pick. You're picking at 28, Cole. It's the champions, the NBA Finals winners, the Golden State Warriors. They really don't have a lot of holes on their roster. So how are you going to improve their roster? Let me t- let me see what you got, Cole. 
Yeah, for the Warriors, um, obviously they took James Wiseman. Uh, he's had some injury concerns uh, as of late. I think I'm going to go with a guy that you actually didn't mention in there, uh, Christian Coloco uh, out of Arizona, 22 years old. He was a junior last year. Um, just still a raw talent. Basketball is still fairly new to him. Um, he didn't start taking playing seriously until 15 years old from Cameroon. And yeah, just your prototypical great defensive player, eat up rebounds, uh, good interior scorer. And yeah, someone the Warriors can uh, put in their front court and feel very comfortable about his uh, interior defense and as a lob threat as well. So um, I think as he develops, as he plays the game more, you'll see his game uh, expand beyond uh, just raw athleticism. And that's important. Uh, and that's something that some of the best front office executives kind of really understand better than others is the career trajectory and paths for guys that have started playing the game late. And as you mentioned, Coloco didn't start playing until literally five years or so ago. So good pick. That puts me on the clock at 29 with the Grizzlies. I'm in a hard spot right now because I really like the, the potential of Marjan Beauchamp. I like the fact that he's a, a Washington product. Um, he's from small town Yakima um, and nothing ever seemed to hundred percent go his way at his high school stops. He bounced around a bit. Then he went to community college for a year, really seemed to put it all together in the, in, in the, in the G league for the ignite team. I want to go that direction. I also want to go Andrew Nemhart's direction because I've had a few conversations over the last week uh, with some coaches. I'm not going to name who, but I think Andrew Nemhart's a first round draft pick. Uh, the more I talk to people. So I want to say Bochamp. I want to say Andrew Nemhart. My Gonzaga ties are going to put me at selecting Andrew Nemhart at 29 to the Memphis Grizzlies. So that leads us to our 30th and final selection in the first round. Asher Ali, who you got? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dan, you put me in a tough spot there because I thought you were going to take Marjan. I was like, okay, that's easy. I'm, I'm definitely going to take Wendell Moore here. You know, that just works for the Nuggets. They get their nice facilitator and everything kind of works out peach keen. But, oh, man, now you put Marjan in my in my lap. It's hard not to take him, even though I did just take uh, Wesley with, with their other with their 21st pick. So, uh, um, dang, it, 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 it hurts me to do this because, yeah, he is a Washington product. And I love his film. Like, I love watching Bochamp play for Ignite last year. He does some insane stuff. But I think need-wise, I think the Nuggets are going to go with more. Um, you know, they have Bones Highland there at point. But, you know, just more depth of point guard position is never a bad thing. Um, and more will give you that. So I think with the last pick in the first round um, and to Chris in the second round, I believe Wendell Moore will be the player that the Denver Nuggets go with. There you have it. The final selection in the Gonzaga Nation SI mock draft. Again, fans who are listening that come across this, these are our, just our selections. Uh, myself, who covers uh, college basketball for a number of different outlets. Uh, and then Cole Forsman, Asher Ali have been tremendous as journalists on Gonzaga Nation SI. Well, quick recap. Number one, Chet Holmgren. Two, Paulo Bancaro. Three, Jabari Smith. Four, Jaden Ivey. Five, Keegan Murray. Six, Shaden Sharp, seven, AJ Griffin, eight, Ben Matherin, nine, Usman Dieng, 10, Dyson Daniels, 11, Malachi Branham, 12, Jalen Duran, 13, Ochai Baji, 14, Jeremy Sohan, 15, Mark Williams, 
16 Taris and 17 Kennedy Chandler, 18 EJ Liddell, 19 Johnny Davis, 20 Jalen Williams of Santa Clara, 21 Blake Wesley, 22 Bryce McGowan, 23 Dalen Terry, 24 Walker Kessler, 25 Nikola Jovich, 26 David Roddy, 27 Ty Ty Washington, 28 Christian Coloco, 29 Andrew Nemhart, and 30 Wendell Moore. Cole, Asher, I appreciate you guys being a part of this. Any last thoughts before we log off and enjoy the NBA draft on Thursday? Yeah, I guess I just want to know, like, who who's still on the board? Who would you guys really like to go with? Maybe with that 31st pick, if you want to take best of it. I know Bo Chan's still there, but is there anybody else that maybe catches your guys' eye that you guys really like? I'll let you go first, Cole, and then I'll throw a couple names out there that I still really like. Yeah, uh, I think BPA, if you want to go off that, um, right off, uh, Jaden Hardy, uh, just one of the best pick and roll guys uh, in the draft from a scoring standpoint. So I think he would uh, fit in with a lot of uh, teams uh, in that second round, just as, you know, a great ball handler, uh, maybe not the best facilitator, but he can score, he can score at will. Well, I think a couple of gay guys that come to mind really quickly that if they get to the second round would be steals, as I think Bochamp um, would be one of those guys. I do like Hardy, although I haven't focused a ton on him in film work. I really like Christian Braun at Kansas because he can shoot it so well. And then the other guy <coughs> that really jumps out to me, Patrick Baldwin with Milwaukee. Uh, he was ranked as high as you know, three or four in his high school class before injuries. And then he had injuries at Milwaukee. Um, some people uh, really think that he is still a mid first round talent. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where he falls, but those are three names that come to mind really quickly for me. How about you, Asher? Yeah. Uh, first guy that sticks out to me besides Bochamp is um, somebody else that gave Gonzaga headaches and pretty much ended our season. Uh, and that would be Jalen Williams from Arkansas. Uh, the 6'10 big man is, I think, his play style of getting in the paint, and he's really good at drawing offensive fouls um, when he's on defense, and then he's also really good in the post. So he could be a lob threat for whoever needs him. Um, he's also has a decent little mid-range game, so he could definitely be more versatile for a team. And then Caleb Houston from uh, from Michigan was kind of also like an X factor in this year's draft because I don't believe he participated in the combine. He opted out of it. But he has just a lot of like young, raw, athletic talent, um, only a freshman. So I, I think that he also has a lot of uh, plus sides, a lot of, a lot of upside to him um, for this year's draft. Awesome. Well, great stuff from both of you. I appreciate you joining me on the Gonzaga Nation 2022 mock draft. It's going to be fun, like I said, watching this draft all play out on Thursday. Best of luck to the Gonzaga players, Chet Holmgren, Andrew Nemhart. Uh, thanks again for joining guys and we'll catch you soon.